Welcome to Cameron Cast. I'm Candy. I'm Erin. And this is our Seventh Heaven podcast. Yes, in this episode, we will be talking about uh, season five, episode 21 of Seventh Heaven, the title of which is Chances Ellipsis. Or if you're in Germany, it is the title is Devoured Paths. Our IMDb user synopsis is. Robbie panics when Mary announces she's returning for the summer months, so he tells her to follow parental instructions not to date her all that time. Mike inspires Lucy how to stay with Jeremy now he's accepted to Juilliard. Marriage, so they get engaged. Matt is dumped by Cheryl for not telling the family about them, but that gives him the courage and more reward than he bargained for. Wilson was dumped but traveled all the way home just when Mary's claim of sexual intimacy with Jeremy make Robbie deck Lucy's equally startled fiancé. Simon and Tim discovered Dina dated each of them behind the other's back. Serena abuses her lonely birthday to make a move on therapist Eric, while hardware shopkeeper James Carver courts long oblivious Annie. Um... There's a lot that was wrong about that, but it also gave away all of the fun bits. Yeah, so what was your first impression? I think that in true Seventh Heaven style, the first part of the two-part season finale is always amazing. Yeah. (laughs) And this was definitely really, really good. I was shocked at a lot of the things that happened. Um, and was not expecting, like, the way that they, the storylines, how they twisted and turned. Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, I've been, what, these last two, three episodes? I've been... Yeah, you've been praising the show for its writing. Yeah. Not necessarily the character development or things, but, yeah. No, 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 the writing's been good. And the fact that it's been keeping me engaged. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually. I actually didn't want it to end when it did. I wanted. I wanted more. <laughs> well, that's the good thing. There's a two two parts oh, yeah. to this episode. Um, so anyway, um, let's get into the cold open. So Mary is on the phone with Robbie, and uh, she's coming home for the summer. And apparently, if things go well for the three months during the summer, then she might end up staying in Glen Oak forever. And she's on the. Uh, we said with Robbie. Uh, Robbie seems a bit hesitant about it, but Mary's really excited. Um, and when he asks, uh, when he asks about Wilson, because we know that Wilson and Mary have been dating from the last couple of episodes, Mary's like, Wilson's just a friend. So apparently that is over. Meanwhile, in, uh, the Priscilla John Hamilton, John Hamilton household, we don't know Priscilla's last name, do we? Carter. Carter. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause you know, everybody sleeps on Carter. Carter. Right. That's it. Um, <laughs> apparently the wedding RSVPs are coming back. And, and John notices that they have not gotten an RSVP from Priscilla's parents, and we learn that Priscilla didn't even invite them, and John is like, that's terrible, you have to invite them, even if they don't approve, and Priscilla just thinks it'll make everything dramatic, and it might, so... Uh, speaking of wedding invites, Matt's gotten his, and that's where Cheryl finds out that he has a plus one, and she has not been invited. Yeah. So Cheryl basically picks up on picks up on the fact that she thinks that Matt is hiding her, keeping her a dirty little secret, because his parents won't approve. Finally, uh, Jeremy is back in town for graduation, um, and her, her, him and like Lucy are making out near the love den. Uh, while Dina is also back for the summer, and right. that's where we, they, Simon is going. They stuffed a whole lot into this cold open. Yeah. Um, Apparently, uh, what's her face? Annie's really excited for Mary. 
yeah, for Mary to come back because she's going to renovate what will become the garage apartment, which becomes a big source of contention in coming seasons as all the kids get older and they, and, and the Camdens take in more borders. Um, and Serena is back in the picture. Yes, I was incorrect. Serena is back. Uh, and that is, I believe that's cold, that's the cold open, right? Yeah. So we've set up all of the stories. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with Simon. Yeah. Um, we get, he's going over to Dina's and we learn that he's just going to be like, they're just going to be friends because she already has another boyfriend from back East or whatever. And she's just in Glen Oak for the summer. So Simon goes over there and Dina informs him that her boyfriend met someone else at the mall. So like she no longer has this boyfriend and Simon's like, Oh, okay, cool. Let me take you out. And then he's like, wait, I mean, of the house. Uh, you shouldn't be here. Let me take you to pizza and stuff. To make pizza you and fe- a movie, yeah. To make you feel better. And uh, we're like, okay. So we see that something, some gears are turning in Simon's head. We would like to point out that Dina is unfortunately not giving us some looks here, as she usually does. Yeah, she's just wearing like a sleeveless turtleneck. Sad. So at their pizza date, which we're assuming is at Pete's Pizza. Oh, yeah. Um, Simon starts to talk about the fact that he thinks that him and her belong together, that he still loves her, and that he would treat her right because what kind of smart person would ever break up with Dina? And this pulls at Dina's heartstrings because they decide that they... Well, they're like, oh, me... I don't know. They say something, they're like, oh, let's go see a movie, but Dina's like, I don't want to... S-. They they want to just go like make out somewhere, and they're like, we can't go to my house, and we can't go to my house, so they're like... Let's go see a movie. And he's like, but I don't want to see a movie. So anyway, they go to the movie theater. <laughs> I would like to say this is when we realize that actually Dina is hiding some secret fashion because her nails are metallic. Beautiful Y2K metallic nails. I yes. love it. I want it now for it's my like nails. It's like silver metallic yeah. just so you can get the visual. It looked very nice. Um, yes, there's some good hand-holding moments. They make out and they're both very happy about their decisions. They're glad that this is like the path that their life is taking them down um and they're making out some more they decide to see the movie again because it's the best movie they ever saw because of all the making out they're doing <laughs> uh eventually they get back to dina's house where tim is tim. waiting um now we don't know how tim has made it all the way to the west coast right right or what his why dina's with him in the first place because he looks like he feels like it's, he seems abusive yeah and going from simon to someone who's abusive is like how did you you have you have no type. You're just no. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, I made a mistake breaking up with you. And Simon's like, well, it doesn't matter because she's with me. But like Dina's just staying quiet this entire time. <laughs> and then both of them are like, well, who are you with? And that's kind of where it ends. So yeah. so we don't know. That's the big mystery and yeah. the and the cliffhanger for Simon's um, part two of of the finale. Um, John and Priscilla actually have their own storyline in uh, this season finale. And it all just kind of centers around the whole wedding invitation thing and inviting Priscilla's parents. So uh, John talks to Priscilla and says, it's really important that you do invite your parents because um, I just found out that my grandma, who's the most important person to me, is sick and might not be able to come to the wedding. And my father might not be able to come either if we find out that she's actually worse off than she is. Um, and for some reason that like pulls at, um, Priscilla's heartstrings and her parents, and she invites her parents who happen to be in town and staying with her aunt. And we meet, uh, I think it's Sylvia and Jean Carter. 
Um, and they apologize to both John and Priscilla about the way that they acted uh, and that they're in full support of this wedding now. Um, and while all this wedding nonsense is happening, uh, John gets a phone call about his grandma, and we don't know what the phone call said, but apparently it means that there's going to be no wedding. Yeah. Because that's the cliffhanger. So mm-hmm. we're assuming something's happened to his grandmother, maybe something's happened to Reverend Hamilton, who knows? Who knows? That's why it's a cliffhanger. Um, anyway. We'll so, go to Matt next. Yeah. Um, again, Matt's storyline is all about will he, won't he tell his parents about Cheryl. Which is so stupid. This has been going on for like three or four episodes. He's a grown-ass adult. Robbie knows. Why can't he tell anyone? Or does Robbie know? Robbie sort of, yeah. No, they, they, I mean, oh. they, we haven't explicitly seen Robbie being told. Oh, all right. Because remember, he just got all huffy and puffy about Heather. I, for, I, I assumed that the, like, conversation where Matt kept inferring, like, Mm-mm. when a man does something, like a man and a woman who, you know. I thought know? that was, that was, Robbie was thinking about Heather when he was doing uh, that conversation. Okay, like, they were possibly. having two different conversations. Okay. Um, so... Cheryl overhears the fact that uh, Matt is basically embarrassed about dating her uh, when he's talking to John at the hospital. So like she embarrassed. That's like well, like I don't know. He just doesn't think he that just doesn't want to tell the, the family because of like what he perceives their reaction will be because of what they know about Cheryl. Like, but like we said, Cheryl's a totally different person now, yeah. so the Camdens might might like her. Um, I think the whole thing is they don't think that the parents are going to approve, and because they're not going to approve, he doesn't th- think there's any point in telling them. Yeah. Um, but Cheryl doesn't take this kindly, which I don't think anyone would, I really. Know, yeah, he's just keeping his girlfriend a secret from his family. Yeah, it seems like something is up. Uh, and she breaks up with him. And this apparently, as our IMDb user summary, is like the kick in the ass he needs, because he... Like, tells, he runs and tells the whole family, and nobody cares. Well, yeah, he tells Mary, he tells the, he tells Annie, and he tells Ruthie, and nobody said nobody really has a reaction. Um, and then when he tells Cheryl that he's done that, apparently Cheryl has a complete change of heart. Yeah, because she's like, "Well, you can come inside now." <laughs> now she's like ready to have sex with him. Um, and that's the cliffhanger. There will Matt or won't Matt have sex with Cheryl? Uh, which is exciting. I hope he does. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he does not. Aw. Matt, look at you. Nice gentleman, you. Um, so we'll go to the juicy, juicy things next. Um, it's the Rev and Annie, who both have... Se- also, we just found out last episode that Annie has a secret sister, and it's not mentioned once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Wow. Like, this huge family news just got dropped on them, and they just... Totally ignored it. This is what I mean. That episode was like misplaced because I feel like this is the logical conclusion of the episode before the one we just did. Like, I feel like it should have been Virgin and then Chances and not Regrets in between. Regrets maybe should have been before. Um, So, for some reason, at the same time, Annie and the Rev both have admirers running after them. Um, so while we know about the Rev's, uh, admirer Serena, uh, who's back in the picture, Annie has one of her own, uh, by the name of James Carver, who's played by James Reamer, uh, who's well known for his roles in shows like Sex and the City, Dexter, um, I think he voiced someone in Ben 10. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, just a few. So, um, he's not, like, I don't understand... What Seventh Heaven's trying to do with these? 
obviously they're just trying to parallel, you know, Serena and the Rev. We learned that um, the Rev had to move, like Serena is no longer in the group counseling that the Rev does, and that's kind of what kicks this all off because Annie gets jealous again because she's like, oh, you're doing one-on-one with Serena again. Um, And apparently, like, I don't know, she's having a spiritual emergency in the beginning. And she comes to see the Rev about that, and that's when she, like, tries to make her move. Um, One one thing about, I guess, the way they're trying to communicate this without saying it is that, um, uh, like, Serena's always dressed in these, like, blouses that are, like, showing a lot of cleavage, so I guess that's supposed to be the, the, like, the signal that it's like, oh, she's she's here to seduce the Rev. Um, She starts talking about the fact that she is one of those people who, like, constantly gets hit on by men. And that, like, she no longer like, can say yes to them because of, like, meeting the Rev. And she wishes she knew more men like the Rev. Yeah. And so as she's, like, coming closer to him, Lou comes in and interrupts. And this is, like, the thing that, like, seems to break the tension between them. Um, yeah. And Lou, like, is like, I'm going to give you a piece of advice. You stay away from that woman. And before... Um like, Lou walks in and interrupts. The Rev does sort of banter with Serena about, like, oh, you should come to church more often to meet more men like me. Like, haha, you just started coming to church. Anyway, um, so I don't exact. So, oh, she's like, we can finish this conversation later, though. And I think they set it up that they're... Is the plan always to go to her house? No, I think he, she calls him. But oh. let's, like, go into a bit of the situation Annie, with, yeah. yeah, Annie and James Carver. So Ruthie is very perceptive. And she immediately realizes what James wants from Annie, even though Annie doesn't realize it. So Annie's not a hypocrite, I'd say, but kind of like she was yelling or telling the Rev in previous episodes how he's aloof to flirting, but she's even more aloof to flirting. So James Carver is somebody who's helping her with the plans for Mary's apartment. And they, her and Ru- like she initially wants to ask James to help, but Ruthie's like, no, 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 I'll be your helper because she's trying to stop any like thing from happening. But while they're buying things from the hardware store, where they run into Sarah, which what was the point of that scene? I have no idea. Just to, uh, <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> that scene had nothing to do with anything. It's just like this girl, I don't know, is tall now and she's <laughs> modeling. What does yeah. that have to do with anything? Yeah, they were like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, especially because Ruthie said that like that girl only um that girl only wanted to be friends with her to find out information about her yeah so i wonder what anyway uh, that's when they run into james carver carver that's no no that's not his name james carver that's his name carver is, yeah. yeah um and he is very clearly like has some sort of intention so it's annie and ruthie's not having it he like comes over later to the house and he's helping her in the garage and I think Ruthie kind of, like, basically tells him to back off. And Ruthie goes to Annie, he has the H-O-T-S hots for you. <laughs> and, like, you're a mom and you're not allowed to have guy friends. And that's when Annie's like, you have to go apologize to this man. Which she does. And that's when she learns that he has a late wife who died in a car accident. Yeah. And that, like, so, but Ruthie's like, I just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> um, I think... After James leaves, he ends up, like, leaving his blueprints or something at, like, the house. Yeah. And Ruthie's like, oh, that's a classic. Yeah, like, you know, I've seen uh, Mary, Lucy, and and Matt do that, like, so many times leave something at their, like, 
someone that they liked's house so they could go back and spend more time with them. Um, and sure enough, uh, James Carver um, comes, back. comes back. This time he's dressed in like a suit. He looks like a little more polished, even though he doesn't look good at all. Um, yeah. So while Serena has invited the Rev to talk at her house, James is in, in the in, Rev's house. Yeah, in the kitchen. And um, Annie, like, cuts her finger, and he's, he goes to help her, and he's, like, running it underneath the water, and then he leans in and he kisses her, and he's like, I've always, you know, he's like... You're the, first, yeah. you're the first person since my wife that I felt this way about. Um, we get hints of, like, something about to happen, because right before that, she's like, oh, why are you helping me so much? And he's like, I'd do anything for you. Anything. <laughs> Which is not somebody somebody platonic says to some no. you know like. Uh, meanwhile, at Serena's house, Serena has changed her clothes into this lacy black. <laughs> I don't even lingerie. Know. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like I said, vampire, and that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Um, and she's clearly making the moves now. She's like, "Look, I've been waiting for you to do something for weeks now. I've been giving you a lot of hints, and you just won't make a move. So, do it." She's like. <laughs> very close to him is has her paws all over him um like she even touches his lips with her finger at yeah, one point yeah and the rev doesn't even move away like the, he just stands there and lets it happen and we don't know so and that's when it kind of that storyline cuts out so we don't know what's going to happen next and except we all know what's going to happen next well, I mean, the rev is leaving his family and starting a new one with serena well i didn't expect the kiss to actually happen between james and annie oh. so like that was weird he leaves and um that's where that like that kind of just like is over because yeah. annie was just like get out <laughs> um so we'll go to i guess the juiciest oh yeah storyline the juice um the real juice so we'll start with lucy yeah so jeremy as we said is back in town um and he this, this kind of kicks off there at the pool hall and um, Lu- Lucy, well, Jeremy has an envelope, and Lucy is there with him, and we get the idea it's like a college acceptance or whatever, So, or he doesn't know what it is. Um, so uh, they open it together, and Lucy immediately begins to cry. Um, we don't find out what it is until, like, or, or why she's crying until later, um, and we find out that Jeremy um, applied to and was accepted to Juilliard, so he's going to be moving to New York, permanently for college like he won't be back um in glen oak again so lucy asks mike what to do um Which mike who got like a haircut a, yeah it looks better but he it seems like really bad advice I, yeah i mean it doesn't seem like bad advice it, it, it is, is bad, bad advice. advice but i mean like it seems bad that she's going to mike it seems out of character for mike to give this advice right right um yeah. So Lucy's like, I have two options. Basically, I either give him up and be unhappy for the rest of my life, or he gives Juilliard up. Juilliard, Juilliard up, and he's unhappy for the rest of his life. Which is, I just want to say, he's willing to give Juilliard up for <laughs> Lucy, who they've they've officially been on like three dates, four dates maybe. But we've only seen one of them. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Um. So can anybody guess what the idea is? <laughs> Well, anyway, it's to get. They need to get married, of course. So, so she runs to the pool hall. She's like, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> and then it cuts to commercial. But then it's back. But then it's back, and they're shopping for rings. Yeah. Uh, so obviously he said yes. Um, they are like really happy with each other. They're 
apparently the reason that she needs to marry him is if they're married, then her parents can stop her from moving away. Like, her parents wouldn't allow her to go east without that. I don't understand why she can't just apply to a, or, like, try to see if she can get into a school on the east coast instead of going to Crawford, which was her original plan. Yes. There's, I'm sure there's seminaries on the east coast. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, but the, the whole thing with the Camdens, again, is money. Right, right, right. Um, so it's expensive. Yeah, you got to get it. And she had a scholarship to Crawford, so she'd need to get another scholarship at a school in New York. It's just generally more expensive to live in New York. Anyway. So they, after buying the ring, they are going home to announce it to everybody. And this is when it kind of inter- intersects with Mary and Robbie's storyline. So do you want to get into that before we round it oh, all out? Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, Mary returns and she like mauls Robbie at the airport. Well, we should mention that before she lands at the airport on the East Coast, Wilson is chasing after her, like in oh, every yeah, romantic she, before comedy. Before she even gets on the um, plane, so Wilson is at the gate, but he, he's too late. Um, so she gets to Glen Oak and she meets Robbie at the airport and like attacks yeah. him, um, and Robbie makes up this rule that he's like, oh, your parents don't want us dating when you're back here, so there's, like, a hands-off policy. Um, And Mary's like, oh, why would they, you know, why would they do that? Um, And Robbie's like, well, because I've had adult relations before, and you haven't, and they don't want me, like, I don't know exactly now what what he makes up. So the thing is, he is afraid that, he likes living in the Camden house. Yeah. And he's afraid that, like, if anything happens between them and they break up, that one of them has to leave, and that person would have to be Robbie, not Mary, who actually is their daughter. So he makes up this rule. The Mary finds out that this rule isn't, like, a real thing and um, confronts Robbie about it, and that's when Robbie, like, explains to her, like, who do you think is going to have to leave? Which I don't think is actually, like... Because <laughs> they all love Robbie, and they don't have any relation to Mary anymore, so Robbie will probably be the one that ends up staying. And that's when he says all the things about, you know, I'm giving up so much to be with you. I've been in adult relationships. You haven't. Yeah. And that's when we learn. Mary's like, oh, I've I've had adult relations. I've been in an adult relationship. And she tells us, so she tells Robbie, that one night in Buffalo, when she was waiting for the train, she ran into a gentleman, and his name was Jeremy, and he was up looking at a college from the city, and he was taking the train back to the city. And... She got his number, and then she was, you know, he invited her down to the city one weekend when his parents weren't home, and they had adult relations. Which we're going to go ahead and assume is sex. Yes. Um, so immediately we're like... Whatever you, however you define it. <laughs> yes. Immediately Aaron and I were like, oh, so this is obviously the Jeremy, uh, Lucy's Jeremy, and also that this now, the fact that they had that one scene where Jeremy and Mary met at that train station at the end of that episode a few episodes ago yeah. makes sense. Um, apparently, but Mary doesn't know that Jer- that Jeremy is Lucy's Jeremy. Because uh, remember, she, she hasn't met Jeremy yet. Yeah, yeah, she's all out of town. And according to her story, the reason it didn't work out is because Jeremy never contacted her again and because Jer- Jeremy actually has a girlfriend. So that girlfriend being Lucy. This... So, like, Robbie doesn't believe that Mary is telling the truth. So they have this conversation. It's not even a conversation. He just follows her around the house, and she's like, no, you didn't. And she says, yes, I did, Um, which is kind of foolish, because if she didn't want her parents to know, they might be like, what are you saying that you did? Um, Until, of course, Lucy and Jeremy walk into the house. And they want to announce their engagement, but before they can do that, 
Jeremy recognizes Mary, and Mary recognizes Jeremy. And Robbie recognizes Jeremy's name from the story. So Robbie gives the fakest fake punch. Yes. Um, and all, like, it was faker than that time when Johnny punched the riff. And uh, Jeremy rightly is like, what the hell was that about? And he's like, that, that's for having adult relations with Mary. And we start to get the idea, because, like, Mary definitely wants to get out of there, mm-hmm. and Jeremy seems to not know what they're talking about. So, like, this story, I think this is supposed to be a cliffhanger, but, like, we know it's not made true. up. Like, she made it up, just like, oh, who, who's, like, a random name I can say? Like, I met this guy at the train station, so Robbie will never find out. But she seems to know a lot about Jeremy, so maybe something did happen, but we don't, but we don't think they actually slept together. No. But they maybe she slept with Wilson then. I'm not... I don't, know, I don't know. Maybe she didn't sleep. Or maybe I don't she think she slept with, with anyone. anyone. I think she was just trying to, like, think of a name of someone that right. she knew Robbie would never be able to contact, so. Um, so now Lucy's like, what? You slept with Mary? Jeremy's, like, staying suspiciously quiet, even though he has not slept with Mary. Right. And now and she's like, what did you, what do you mean my fiancé slept with my sister? And everybody's like, fiancé? He's like, yeah, we were going to say we were engaged, but now I don't know because... And, like, Lucy is mad at Mary for ruining her life, even though Mary didn't do it on purpose. And she's like, why are you here if you're all, like, why are you even back if all you're going to do is ruin everybody's lives? And this is when Wilson comes. He just pops in the door. And he apparently followed Mary. Doesn't he have a child to take care of? He apparently followed Mary back to California where he's like, I'm here to win you back because you belong with me. And then Robbie's like, who's this clown? (laughs) And isn't that the episode? Yeah, we that's 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 the to be continued. So dun, dun, dun. so many things up in the air. So what do you think is going to happen in the second part? Um, I hope that the Rev sleeps with Serena. Yes. Well, what I really wanted was Serena to be the, Annie's long lost sister, but <laughs> that's not happening. And he can't sleep with Lily because that would be weird. Um, no, I want the Rev to sleep with, or, like, at least some... I want some kissing action to happen with the Rev and Serena, so it's, like, evenly matched. Um, I would like Wilson and Mary to get back together. Uh. I, I would like... Or, like, I would like Wilson to take Mary back. She doesn't belong in California anymore. <laughs> You're uncomfortable seeing her there now. Um, yeah, I just don't think there's any space for her in the Camden house anymore. Do you? No, Robbie is, like, the replacement. And he's better, unfortunately, because they wrote Mary so horribly. (laughs) Um, I want Matt to have sex with Cheryl. I want John and Priscilla to have their wedding. (laughs) And I don't really give a shit what Lucy does. So (laughs) she can marry... And I hope that Simon and Dina live happily ever after. Yeah, that too, obviously. (laughs) Um, What would you rate this episode? Um, I'm going to give it a a 4.5. Because I thought it was really good while I was watching it, but then I couldn't really recall anything that happened in it. It was very strange, even though I enjoyed... I was engaged in watching it, so... I'm going to give this a six. Whoa! Yeah, this is a six for me. All right. Well, if you would like to see any fun screenshots from this episode, you can check out our social media. We are at Camden Cast Show on Instagram and Twitter, and Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. And to continue listening, we are on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast and on the Apple iTunes podcast app. I'm Erin. I'm Tanvi. We'll be back with the season finale of this season of 7th Ode. Uh, this is CamdenCast. Cast. <laughs>